2: All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB, you can hear us live on any device. All these podcasts are free on uh, iymoney.com, and we are free on iTunes as well if you search the title of the show. Now I time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire. He's a best-selling author. He's an accomplished marathon runner, a philanthropist, and and a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, how are you tonight? And CPA extraordinaire.
1: How can I leave that out? <laughs> how could you leave that out? Life is great, Joe. I am walking in tall cotton, as they say. <laughs> now, how so? Well, we just had an exciting week last week. Last Thursday was a really cool day. You you and I had to split up to go do some really cool things. But ah
2: yes, you were in Nevada for the. I'm yes, sorry. I
1: accompanied my lovely wife Mary down to Nevada because she had an opportunity to have lunch with Hillary Clinton. That's right. We have, uh, we have pro- one of our previous guests, one of our great guests. Well, they're all great, but um, he had had a great story. Byron Giorgio. Byron Giorgio actually it was on the FCIC, which a lot of people don't know. Exactly that. the committee that investigated 2008 yeah. and 2009's financial fin- debacle, financial crisis. So we went to his commission. lovely home in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, his wife, Therese Collins, was there as well, Dr. Mm-hmm. Collins. And we had a small gathering of we about 30 people for lunch with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. My wife got Hillary's book signed and got her picture taken with Hillary. And it was a really cool thing. And we got to listen to Hillary talk about what her plans are, should she be able to win the nomination. And... um rise heard, to the presidency
2: so i heard trump's gonna rip her book off it's, it's called it takes a pillage it takes but, a pillage exactly <laughs> that's trump's new but, book but anyway so you had some private time with the former secretary of state and uh, any gems of information that you could share with anyone what did you learn anything interesting that you did not know or any or, or you know, just I think, pleasantries
1: i think it's more just pleasantries you know she feels that her her opposition in the in the democratic race, Bernie Sanders, um, has some good ideas, but there's probably no feasible way to pay for the things that he wants to accomplish. Mm-hmm. well, we haven't paid for him yet anyway we haven't so paid what, for him yet anyway so what <laughs> else is new? and and so I you know her message is that if you want more practical government than free education for everybody and free health care for everybody, which means everybody's going to you know have a one hundred and twenty percent marginal tax rate um, that she she's probably the best candidate mm-hmm. and she she was very um well funny when it comes to what she said about the Republicans, but I can't repeat any of that on the air. Yeah, I bet she was more relaxed and more uh, uh, humorous in person than you see on the screen. Oh, she's right? very humorous, great yeah. sense of humor. And by the way, the food at Byron's house was incredible. Byron, you probably still have leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> you know how the Greeks are. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, the food... It's like,
1: Byron, people don't eat 20 pieces of pita bread each, yeah.
2: okay? <laughs> But, uh, well, I'm sure that was a very a very special night. I happened to attend uh, last week uh, Bill iraq's second lecture at yes. U- UC San Diego, and it was about the Holocaust litigations and the billions of dollars they recovered against the Swiss banks and the, uh, the German corporations for the slave labor that mm-hmm. they uh, employed during World War II. And fascinating, I mean, just from a legal theory standpoint... Uh, I mean every lawyer in uh, should see see that actually it will be on uctv and on youtube soon so we'll, we'll get those links and up. that was sold out they had to overflow the
1: yeah, crowd right yeah
2: it was a pre- pretty pretty packed house i, w- I will say and uh, and just fascinating so uh anyway and then of course michelle we had her on the show recently and, and she, uh, she had a full panel at ucsd uh, a few weeks ago with uh, all the soil experts and uh, that was very interesting how they're going to use soil to help uh I guess capture the carbon in a more effective yeah, okay. way globally. So, so boy, it's been great, and the weather has been certainly terrific. Have you been
1: out running much or any events? Well, so I've been out know? playing tennis. There's a really cool tennis event going on at Morgan Run up in North County, a small professional women's tournament. So I played in the Pro-Am last night against some of the best women professional players on the planet. Held my own. Huh. Good for so, you. Fun Good stuff. For
2: you. Good for you. Well, we have a VIP guest tonight, and uh, maybe we should get into that. What do you say? Oh, no, let's
1: just check. check.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He loves our show. He's been with us from, I guess, almost the beginning, from right? Almost the beginning. And uh, he Conception, is he's a CPA birth. also. He runs a wonderful CFA for, CFO for higher Business, all kinds of financial analytics. And the company's name is Signature Analytics. And uh, the president, CEO, and founder is here, uh, Jason Krueger. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me.
2: So
1: who are you voting for, Jason? Just kidding. I'm just kidding <laughs> going answer that. I don't think I'll talk about that today. Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs>
2: Like Woody Allen says, we have <laughs> we have two choices: despair and uh, utter hopelessness. Because I hope we choose wisely. So, <laughs>
1: well, that's that's witty. But so, Jason, you, you've been busy. Every time we have you in, you have another office or two open.
0: We have been busy. Yes, our uh, most recently this week we opened up our Dallas office, uh, and uh, we also uh, opened up a Phoenix, or I'm sorry, a Denver office this week as well.
1: Wow. Exciting stuff. And, you know, our radio show can be heard all the way up to Seattle on a Saturday night where you have an office.
0: That's right. We opened up a Seattle office a couple months ago. So, so you
1: need to have them work on Saturday nights and listen to this show. I mean, <laughs> that's know, right. That's your right. show on Saturday night.
0: <laughs> or the so. podcast anytime, Richard. You know, yeah, you exactly.
1: can't right.
2: escape us. We're out there, you know, right. several, several places. So,
0: yeah, I think the model is just, uh, you know, the, the types of services that we provide and the model as we presented has been, has taken very well with the market and especially with uh, that small to mid size. Business market and community, I think there's you know there's been a lot of value that we can provide to them. Mm-hmm.
1: And w- what do you think the factors of that are? Is it a combination of technology just getting better and better, and also the fact that in the recession of '08 and '09, people sort of realize that maybe bringing in-house all of this accounting personnel isn't the most efficient way to do things?
0: Yeah, I think those are two components. I think a big piece also is that these small and mid-sized businesses uh, that there's just a overall lack of talent in the accounting and financial world. I see. Uh, they are, uh, and I, I think there's uh, uh, some some of these bit companies. They are not em- employing the appropriate level of talent, and uh, we can really work with them, uh, augment the uh, the team that they currently have in place. In some cases, we take over the entire accounting process, uh, but really augment the process uh, to ensure that they can produce timely and accurate financials. But then, above and beyond that, really focus on that strategic value that we can provide by looking forward within the business and uh, focusing on the strategic aspects of the business from a CFO perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean, the talent shortage is a real issue throughout the accounting world. I mean, obviously for CPAs and CPA firms, as it trickles down into industry and business, And I know we don't have as many accounting graduates as we used to have, and a lot of young people who do major in accounting go into directions where the accounting basically just served as a really good base for then finance or banking or investment banking or owning their own companies, doing whatever it is that they want to do. And I I think that talent shortage is only going to get worse. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think so, too, especially as more companies are popping up. you know that, that top talent's uh, going to be swayed by the uh, top dollar, and uh, the bigger companies can afford to pay that, and the smaller and mid-sized companies they they struggle with that. And I think that's where our solution helps them: is they they get that high level of expertise and that talent at a cost point that really makes sense for their business.
1: Right, because you're just using what they need in terms of resources. Exactly. And, yeah, and, and that, that's where the efficiency... from a
0: technology perspective, as you mentioned, we were. We can be very efficient uh, due to the technology that's advanced over the last 10 years even. I think if we started this company about 15 years ago, we would not have been able to be as efficient. Uh, the model would not have been as successful. But as a te- uh, tech, technology continues to grow, we've, we've really adapted that.
1: Yeah, and that part's going to continue to improve. Uh, right. I'm amazed at all the new stuff I see.
0: Right, with cloud-based computing, um, new software platforms, uh accounting systems uh, becoming more cloud based and accessible remotely um, you know our mo- our model is that we will support the client in whatever is in the best interest of them so if we need to work on site uh we'll work on site uh but it all always helps to have access to the accounting records and information remotely uh so that we can be very reactive and proactive w- with how we work with our clients yeah
1: i mean you could literally create a 24/7 kind of um access model right that's right and, and, and people who are running companies need to know that. They don't need to know that two weeks after it happened or a month after it happened. They need to know right now what's in the bank, what's coming in, what's out there. That's right. Well, with real-time
0: statements these days, I guess um, you, it, it really does help uh, troubleshoot, don't you think? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the most important thing is to build the expectations with the client up front. Nothing beats uh, the appropriate levels of communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Everything in, in, in what we do and in professional services is uh the success is defined by you know how we communicate with our clients and if we communicate appropriately up front build expectations um and communicate throughout the process uh, we can be very effective Hmm.
2: excellent well we're going to come right back with jason Kruger from signature analytics we'll get into some troubleshooting and case studies uh after the break so stay tuned All right, we're back with It's Your Money and Your Life, the award-winning show with Jason Krueger, Signature Analytics, and that's from the Bob Newhart Show. And why is that, Richard?
1: Well, Bob Newhart was an accountant. That's right. He's probably the funniest accountant
2: ever. I think he said he was working in the uh, unemployment office or something, and the people across the counter were
1: making more than he was, so he decided yeah. to get out of the business. Although, if we play Get Smart later, Justin, we could say that Bob Newhart was the second funniest accounting accountant ever. <laughs> well, gee... <laughs> Anyway, we have
2: Jason here, and you wanted to get into what? Well,
1: Jason, can you tell us, without mentioning a name, what's a good example of what one of your clients looks like?
0: Yeah, so you know, our profile client would be a company you know, typically in the $5 million to $50 million range from a revenue perspective. Uh, we, we can provide the most value with companies that do not have a, a CFO. So they don't have a CFO presence. They don't have a, a part-time or a full-time CFO. And what that typically means if they don't have a CFO is we know that they're not getting any strategic support or value from, the, uh, from their understanding of their financials. Mm-hmm. So there's no true strategic financial plan that they, they can uh, align with the goals of their business. Uh, from the second, the second thing associated with that is there may or may not be a good oversight on the accounting processes. So do they, are they able to present or provide or, or in turn produce? Timely and accurate financial information, so that management can review that, and so that's where we can start at the the top level, the CFO level, and say, okay, what are the goals of the business? Business owner, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you looking to hold on to your business for the next ten or twenty years? Are you looking at for an exit plan within three to five years? Based on that, let's develop a plan. to make sure that we can achieve that. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and financial information is usually thought of as being backwards-looking by most people, that is to say it recites history. You also work with helping people to create and understand forward-looking financial information, correct?
0: Right, and that's the key to what we really... that's the true value in what we provide. The forecasting, so, <coughs> huh? The forecasting. So yeah. understanding you know, I mentioned before the strategic metrics of the business. Uh, understanding the margins of your business, not just as a, as a whole, but maybe by product line. Um, you know, understanding cash flows, uh, financing opportunities that may be present or that you may need, uh, whether that's bank financing or uh, equity financing. Um, Understanding those aspects of your business can, uh, obviously, at the end of the day, we're looking to increase the value of the business and obviously increase the profitability of the business at the same time. And those should go hand in hand in a lot of
1: ways. While reducing (coughs) risk, right?
0: While reducing risk, right. So uh, there's a, you know, just a high-level risk assessment that we will work with our clients uh, to assist them on uh, to really focus on the overall risks of their business from a value perspective, and then also from a control perspective as well. So, for example, from a value perspective, one risk of a of a small and uh, consistent risk with small mid-sized businesses are that the bon- business owner is too involved in the business, mm-hmm. and what that does is uh, it decreases the overall value of the business mm-hmm. because without the owner. There's not much of the business left, so mm-hmm. trying to separate, build a build an infrastructure that supports the business without that owner is is crucial to maximizing the value if they do want an exit. Mm-hmm. Now
2: startups, uh, you're perfect for that scenario. um Any shameless plugs? I guess some companies that you've worked with that uh, you're really proud of uh, where they where they've gone.
0: uh Yeah, I mean I can mention uh, you know a couple one, you know, one company that we've worked with uh, almost since the beginning is. Uh, Modern Times Brewery. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been very successful. Wow, have they ever? Um, They've really uh, leapfrog, I think, the the rest of the pack. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that uh, they've done this because they came in with a plan, came in with the right financial backing, and they came in with an understanding of what they wanted to accomplish. They understood the value of building the infrastructure of their business, not necessarily just the accounting piece being one of it, Mm -hmm. but also other aspects of their business, and they're willing to pay for that. And as a result, they've they've made the right decisions and they've really you know, grown their business
2: excellent product um, excellent
0: marketing right yeah mm-hmm. so that's so, the most uh, name, name worthy or notable mm-hmm. that i could that people have heard of probably. so
1: are a lot of your clients growing or growing quickly
0: yeah that's one thing that we look for is you know the companies that we work with and that we want to work with are the companies that want to grow their business if you're if it's a company that's uh... that's happy you know being where they are mm-hmm. they've been where they are for the last twenty or so years they're happy with that um, You know, they're not not looking to pay for that additional value to really grow their business. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're looking for companies, and we work with companies that want to grow their business. Hmm. Excellent.
1: And with regard to relationships with, shall we say, the capital markets, banks, lenders, other forms of capital, equity capital, uh, how how important is it for a business to be really, really solid with – with finance and accounting to, to be considered, shall we say, in the upper tier of, of um, what, what lenders and, and capital players want to um, participate with?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, that obviously is crucial from a couple of perspectives. One is uh, you want the company needs to understand what their, their cash flow position looks like. So forecasting the cash flows is a crucial aspect of, of uh, entering into fi- potential financing. Um, if if cash flows aren't projected appropriately, you could be giving up too much of your company on an equity equity play. Uh, you may not be asking for enough money and have to go back to the well. Uh, so being able to cash flow that out appropriately is crucial, and that's what the that's what any bank or financial institution or or uh, an investor will be looking for as well. Um, also, having in your having your financials tightened up, buttoned up, uh, improves uh, the overall. Um, you know, the overall uh, look of the financial information and it makes you look more respectable within uh, the investors or the banks that you're looking for. It makes you look much more credible.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I talk about it as being sort of a sliding scale. If you're going to be applying for either equity capital or lending capital, when you consider that lenders and equity players are looking at a multitude of different deals and opportunities. I tell anybody I work with, you want to be in the top 10% of everything that crosses somebody's desk, if not the top 1%. Sure. Because if you're not, you know, they don't fund every deal, obviously, if you're not up there near the top to begin with.
0: Yeah, presentation, credibility is is very important.
2: Mm-hmm. I see there's one case study here uh, where a client needed uh, inc- an increased uh, line of credit. Could mm-hmm. you tell us how that
0: went? Sure, yeah, that one was you know very successful. We actually, they had a, uh, a financing uh, they had a finance uh, financing line of credit in place. Uh, they did need uh, additional capital to support the growth of their business. It was slightly uh, tricky. They had a lot of uh, uh, business or actually, almost all of their business was done internationally, mm. uh, which creates some uh, challenges from a financing perspective. And what we did with that company is we really pulled together what we call a statement of earnings uh, to present a package. To their existing bank, but then out to other financial opportunities uh, so that they could uh, easily interpret the information and help them s- expedite a decision-making process. So instead of going through going to one bank uh, and then going to another and then another, uh, we went to about five or six uh, all at the same time mm-hmm. in the same package. We knew what they were going to ask for and provided that information up front. We could get that in an easy yes or a no or, you know, let's, t- let's discuss. We narrowed it down, actually, to the existing bank that they currently were working with and helped them to increase that line of credit.
1: No, nothing like a little bit of competition. Huh? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> and, of course, you have, exi-
2: you have relationships with a lot of banks and financial sources yourself, so you bring that mm-hmm. to the table as well, right?
0: That's right. Yeah, we, we will definitely drive the process with our clients from a, from a financing uh, perspective. We'll help to, help to make the, rec- uh, the uh, introductions when we can, and then, most importantly, Make sure that the financial information that is being provided to these financing opportunities is appropriate, is accurate, is presented in the right way, because presentation and the look and the feel of the financials is, uh, you know, is the starter. Yeah, if, but
1: that, that's a huge value that you offer, knowing going into, for example, a loan application, what it is that banks are looking for, what underwriting is looking for. Your typical business owner. Usually, thinks they just have to pile a bunch of paper together and they send it off to a lender, and there's just like no coherence to it.
0: Right, and that's what can scare the bank away. Right, it may lose some credibility from the bank. Uh, the worst thing that a business owner can do when the bank asks for financial information is to just print out uh, whatever's in right. QuickBooks and send it off.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just experienced that with one of the wealthy families that I represent. Uh, one of the well, shall we say, family members is uh, trying to refinance their house, and the lender asks for P&Ls from all of the businesses that they have an interest in, and of course, one is a, d- a development opportunity, which shows a huge loss because you know the bookkeeper hadn't capitalized all of these pre-development costs, and so mm-hmm. they show it to the lender, right. and the lender almost had a heart attack, you know, literally. But I mean, it just didn't enhance the whole process and experience. Because you know, all of these costs weren't really expenses; they were things that were right. being built and created. And that's a real simple example. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, with businesses, there's yeah. some things much more complicated than that.
2: Anyway, Richard, Get we got to hold
1: that thought.
2: We will be right back after New Sports Weather with more of It's Your Money in Your Life and Jason Kruger. So hang on. <laughs> We're back for the award-winning "It's Your Money and Your Life," and now this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors.
1: Big thank you to our sponsors as always. UBS, Michael Caranto, and Drew Friedis could not do this show without UBS. We have on the air with us tonight one of our great sponsors, Signature Analytics, Jason Kruger, CPA. You can listen to this whole show to learn more about him. Also, our other favorite CPAs, Plato Epic CPAs up in San Marcos. They're in tax season doing great work. They've got such a great process down that you don't even know it's tax season when you walk into their office because you don't even see any paper floating around. That's really good. Carl Schiller with Berkeley Research Group very similar topic to what we're talking about tonight. They help business owners understand the risks in their businesses that drive the value of their business. Reduce the risk, you increase the value. Also, Joel Grushkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Now, with all this money you make with all of those guests that I just listed, how about Brenda Geiger with the Geiger Law Office? Brenda specializes in estate planning and asset protection and she's going to be a guest here coming up in march always fun to talk to brenda if you need a place to put all the money you're making with all of our great sponsors how about california republic bank in fact sean puckett's going to be an upcoming guest too california republic bank a really neat bank out of orange county that now has a utc office works with wealthy families and family offices neil staley with formerly known as mars maddox insurance now hub international a great employee benefits firm Very popular topic here, as everybody is confused, getting their tax reporting forms on the Health Care Act. I've never seen anything like it, but this firm does a great job of administration and helping you understand what all of that means. Also, the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. My good friend Paul Hines, CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. Paul, of course, heads up the senior safeandsound.org initiative here in San Diego helping to prevent senior elder abuse. Also, next week, March 6th, 7th, and 8th, Servant Leadership Institute. Check out ServantLeadershipInstitute.com. They have their national conference here in lovely Coronado. Recent guest from the Very Good Food Foundation was Michelle Lirac. And I know, Joe, you just mentioned they had a great presentation on soils at UCSD. I guess Michelle's going to be on quarterly, so that's exciting stuff. hmm And a new addition to our list, Nathan Watkins, who was last week's guest. Nathan, with Worldwide Credit, helping homeowners get home mortgages or improve the home mortgage that they have. And that was a really interesting show, man. There was so much going on in the home mortgage industry. And last but not least, Joe, if you want some good coffee to drink. Absolutely. 24 hours a day.
2: (laughs) Well, Stats Coffee House, and uh, I guess it's almost official. They're about to open their third location, so uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, now it's time to get back to the president. Joe, if they uh, sign
1: the lease, it's official. <laughs> but anyway,
2: <laughs> they're very close to signing. But okay. um, anyway, back to
1: President of Signature Analytics, Jason Kruger, with us. And uh, what did you want to cover now, Richard? Hey, Jason, I want to ask about this thing called dashboards, because in you know in my profession, the CPA profession, we're we're being told by the American Institute of CPAs to brand ourselves, the CPA, as being the most trusted advisor which is hard for a lot of CPAs to do because they're still used to doing tax returns and just preparing financials but they talk about being able to help your business clients create these dashboards of all of the really important information that the client just needs to have at one touch to help run their business what are your thoughts on dashboards and is is that a, a something that's going well out in the marketplace or is it something where there's a, i think a lot maybe a lot of opportunity for improvement
0: yeah i think well i think they're very important i think you know a dashboard is a snapshot of the company's financial position.
1: So it's like their key metrics. Right, the words, key metrics. The things that drive cash flow, profitability, value, That's w- right. Whatever. Um, okay.
0: And so we'll work with our clients to really understand what those key metrics are mm-hmm. so that we can summarize them. So the challenge with dashboards are that they can become very customizable, mm-hmm. as can a lot of metrics for businesses. And um, the challenge that we face is all of our, the, the dashboards that we provide and work with our clients Um, are very customized by ourselves. I think there's a lot of opportunity out there to, uh, from a software perspective uh, to create a platform that offers dashboards. I think it's still in process. I don't think we found a company that does this perfectly, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity out there for that.
1: Yeah, it's a neat concept because most business owners, well, they don't have any time so they need to see in front of them the things that are the most important for them to have a very successful day, successful week. Right. whatever time period that they're working in. And and I agree. I think I think software is going to continue to be developed where 5 years from now we're going to look back and go wow, we were in the dark ages in 2016 with this stuff. Right. But it's exactly. still great. I mean, what's out there is still good. Yeah. Getting better all the time.
0: Right. Now there are, you know, there are some platforms that uh can be customizable uh for the business although tend to be costly as well mm-hmm. uh, and for the small and mid-sized business leaders uh, that makes it difficult
1: yeah and of course as the technology improves the price point comes down that's right and I think that's what we're gonna see over the next five years or so when it comes to dashboards and yeah all the different but it's pieces. crucial
0: that you know management should be able to use that as a snapshot and an understanding of their business um, the if they have the financial package uh, appropriately organized dashboard should be what they're looking at mm-hmm. to get them through the week through the through the day as you mentioned and then the details behind that information should be at the fingertips of the uh, of management uh, if they want to dig in further.
2: Well, are, are you able to? Are, are you at the point now where clients are seeking you out, or can you analyze a business from afar, or from some here saying, Gosh, they really need us. We should really knock on their door. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you? How's that working? Are you, are you identifying businesses that really need your your work and? Uh, and how do you do that yeah
0: i think a combination of both um you know we've we've really built a a strong referral partner network of of key uh service trusted advisors Mm -hmm. uh, for our clients you know you've mentioned several of them as as some of the sponsors that you current that we currently have on this show Mm -hmm. um you know for us um you know nothing beats uh being referred in by a a trusted advisor somebody Mm -hmm. that has a year of the business owner um, and that can also see and understand the value that we can provide. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of our business does come, uh, you know, from referrals, uh, from you know, in that, in that, from that perspective. Um, but uh, we have a number of other channels and avenues as well. Obviously, some sponsorship opportunities. Uh, we try to be very um, active in the business uh, community of San Diego and of the other markets that we're involved with. Um, so you know, it comes from all different all different sources.
1: And and one huge value that you provide, I don't think you talk about it enough in public, I shouldn't be admonishing my guest on the air, but you know, we're talking about money and finances. One huge value that you provide is you help these business owners and these executives who run businesses to have more time, right?
0: That's right. Yeah. So we, you know, as a business grows and as, as companies grow, what we've seen a lot of is, is small businesses get to a point where they've been very successful. They've grown very quickly. They've, they've built the revenue to a certain, uh, level, and they've seen it plateau. And they can't understand why it plateaus. And the reason, in a, in a lot of cases, is that it plateaus because they haven't, they haven't efficient or effectively built the infrastructure to support uh, further growth of the business. Right, because so,
1: infrastructure is, eff- is effectively time. That is to say an owner could right? only do so much. As much as they might love what they do, if they start working 80 or 90 hours a week, they actually become less effective.
0: That's right. Yeah, the business owner is trying to do everything. They're, instead of being proactive in their business, they're running around plugging holes in mm-hmm. the dam. Uh, and we are a solution for part of that infrastructure piece. There's other aspects of that when it comes to HR, operations. Um, but the business owner only has so much time as the company grows, they need to be focused on the valuable areas that they know in their business and find trusted advisors that, they can, that can support them and help them grow their business from that perspective. Yeah,
1: because time is capacity. And exactly. Nobody seems to have enough. That's and right. We're-
0: and, and we're a flexible solution that uh, will come in and uh, really augment what they have, Develop a solution with them at a cost point that really makes sense for their business. Yeah, I think that's a huge it, benefit.
2: If there is a personnel issue at, at upper levels, have you ever have you ever gotten to the point where you say, "Gee, if you just hired one more person with this kind of skill set or experience, you, you know, you might want to think about that." Have you done anything like that?
0: Yeah, you know, as part of being a the trusted advisor of the of our clients, we have to be uh, open with them. So. Mm-hmm. If we see anything or observe anything associated with that, mm-hmm. uh, then we need to make those recommendations. Yeah. Uh, whether it's in our personal company's best interest or not, mm-hmm. um, you know, we find that if we do everything what's in the best interest of our client. Uh, things will work out. You know, things will work out. I mean, for the once best. you've
2: cleaned up the books and and uh, they're they're still not going where you think they should be going. Obviously, maybe it's a marketing person they need or or uh, someone else in the management level, right? Yeah, uh,
0: we'll definitely uh, make recommendations as we see appropriate. Excellent. Um, and uh, you know, again, it comes down to not just cleaning up the books, but then the strategy and the proactive thinking mm-hmm. uh, above and beyond that. Mm-hmm. But
1: sometimes, Joe, the issue is the owner is very stubborn. So I guess in right. that case, Jason, you buy a six-pack from, <laughs> yeah. um, from your favorite well, we'll, you know, beer client. Right. We'll, we'll come back and talk about the,
2: the people problems. We have to take a break right now. We'll come back with Jason Kruger, president of Signature, signature Analytics, right after this. Stay tuned. <laughs> We're back in the home stretch with Jason Kruger from Signature Analytics with seven offices now, San Diego. Should we name them, Richard? Denver, Seattle. Jason,
1: you name them.
0: All right. Let's see if I can remember here. <laughs> yeah, so we we're got, putting them on the Obviously, we have San Diego. We have uh, Denver, Phoenix, Los Angeles, Orange County, Seattle, and uh, we just opened the, up the Dallas that's office. That's seven. And I see Tucson here. So we, you...
1: we got two CPAs <laughs> in the room. I counted as seven on two hands.
2: <laughs> I'm holding them up. That's right. that's seven right. Seven figures. Well yeah, that's the,
1: great cuz when when
2: when uh, you are you came on initially I don't think you, you had one had, office. One office so.
0: We had yeah. San Diego and I had uh, we had about uh, five employees. So yeah. Yeah, we've we've grown a little bit. Yeah. And how, and how many children now? You have uh, Yep, yeah, two kids in two, now since we started as well, right? <laughs> so I think shout, we, you know, shout when their we, names. So when knows. we first started we had uh, the CFO in the oven uh, that we talked about <laughs> yeah. which is uh, Quinn, our, our daughter Quinn. She just turned 3. <laughs> and then we have uh, an 18-month old Everly. We my, call her e v My gosh. And uh, she's, you know, CFO number two. So I'm creating an entire workforce. Every time he's a child, he opens
2: two offices for every child. Right,
1: right, right. <laughs> something like that. A new, new generation of <laughs> specialists. But, anyway. but speaking of specializing, so you're a CPA, and most people, especially this time of the year, think of CPAs as, well, sitting around doing tax returns 15 hours a day. Um, you never really even did that when you were with one of the big firms. How, wh- what drove you to want to be more specialized?
0: yeah so uh, when I was at I uh, worked in uh, you know, Deloitte uh, here in San Diego, which is obviously one of the larger firms, mm-hmm. uh, at that point that the two major practices they had in their San Diego office were, were the tax side and the financial statement audit side. I uh, was had more interest in the financial statement audit side um, it's It's a completely different level of expertise and specialty, um, and I think that's where uh, some individuals Uh, misunderstand or mistake the profession. Mm -hmm. They think that all CPAs are Mm -hmm. Um, tax-related, whereas most uh, or majority probably aren't. Um, I took the financial statement side, uh, financial accounting side, uh, and at Deloitte, from the audit perspective, we really worked with companies to assist them and drive the audit process um, and perform perform the audit Mm -hmm. of their financial statements, whether that be uh, public companies that were required to be audited uh, through the SEC requirements, or whether those were private companies that had audit requirements through bank or financing um, requirements so
1: yeah so i i read a really cool book recently called the future of the professions it's written by a father and son team last name is suskind the father's a professor at oxford and the son is a public policy guru in great britain and they basically said well they talk about eight different professions but as far as accountancy goes i love how they called it accountancy in the uk <laughs> they said Two things, and you, you alluded to this earlier, they said obviously specialization is happening, that is to say, generalists are going away, but the second thing is, is is it's relationships and and accountants who are able to develop these these very vibrant networks of all of these complementary resources that can serve whatever population they 're serving. those are the firms or the companies that are going to thrive in the future, mm-hmm. whereas the old fashioned firms are sort of going to become dinosaurs
0: right yeah, communication and being proactive are two things that we stress every day. When we hire our employees, they obviously have to have the technical experience mm-hmm. and background. Accounting is not something you can become technically uh, proficient. proficient in you know, within a short period of time. Sure. There's, a, there's a learning curve that takes years, but just as importantly is their ability to communicate, the ability to communicate not only uh, with the client, but internally. Work as a team, and then ultimately be proactive and forward-thinking for our clients. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of different aspects of the, you know, when we call something, you know, accounting world, um, a number of different skill sets that are associated with that.
1: Yeah, and then the relationship piece too, in terms of the relationships you have with all of the other complementary service providers that can help businesses thrive.
0: That's right. Yeah, driving. We can't work in a in a vacuum. So you know, if we're if we are working with our client as their CFO. We need to be bringing to the table the the parties that that will help in driving success to the business. So we need to develop a relationship with their tax advisor, so they have appropriate tax planning mm-hmm. strategies in place. We need to develop a long-term or a long-term and a consistent relationship with their with their bank and their banking uh, their, their their bankers to make sure that um, the bank understands the, their current position and the goals of the business. Developing those relationships, especially even from the banking perspective, makes it easier if you do, as your company grows to increase your financing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, it, it opens up the doors for additional, um, uh, for additional uh, opportunities as the company grows. I guess we should mention signatureanalytics.com.
2: And if you want a free consultation, there's a form right on the website or all kinds of ways to get in touch with Jason and his, his uh, team. So. Uh, we should mention that, right, Richard? You just mentioned
1: it. <laughs> so, Jason, how, how did you identify the markets that you wanted to expand into? I'm just curious.
0: We uh, we took San Diego as a as a platform. Uh, we really you know, focus on markets that we feel have a, a strong presence in small and mid-sized business, strong business community mm-hmm. um, that that really focuses uh, and has large, uh, obviously small and mid-sized businesses that are present. Uh, you know, the first uh, thing we did is uh, off top of our head, we met and said, hey, what markets do we think would make sense? Mm-hmm. And then we did some research behind that to prove out our theories. And we were actually pretty close, um, you know, with our thought process. We wanted to focus and keep it focused mostly in the Western United States sure. for logistical reasons, obviously. you got two young um, kids but... at home,
1: 3,000-mile plane flights. is right, not good for right. the marriage and the family.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and where there's a lot of opportunity to... Uh, to provide value are, uh, you know, we have a, a lot of referral partners um, that are, that have offices in m- multiple cities and those cities as well. So be able to cross pollinate those, those locations would be great.
2: So he had a dose of his own medicine that you had, a, you had to do some forward thinking and business building for yourself, obviously did the market research. Now you can apply all those skills to that's oh. right.
0: Yeah. That's actually a, a large benefit when I talk to other entrepreneurs in town is that, you know, I'm going through the same thing that they're going through. Mm-hmm. We can relate. Mm-hmm. And this is what we've done, and I like to share best practices and sit down and, and grab a drink at mm-hmm. you know, modern times, of course, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and talk about best practices and uh, talk about what, show them what we've done, how we've built our infrastructure to support these other offices. We actually built an entire back office to support our other offices, and that's all done out of San Diego, so huh. payroll, HR, we have an internal uh, full-time recruiter to help assist with finding the best talent.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we
0: have a full-time director of marketing. Um, we have a full-time COO that assists with operations and our internal processes and procedures to ensure the quality of work is, uh, you know, is held at the, the highest standard. So That's all of those good. types of things and that investment we talked about in building that infrastructure is crucial. Uh, it's not it's not overly fun when you're going through it because mm-hmm. you're. You're putting money back into the business, yeah. But it's it's necessary if you want to if you want to grow your business, yeah. And
2: airtight accounting, of course. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's an old story though, right? Yeah. Uh, you always do your own. You always do your the, the CPA always does his own taxes last and uh, exactly. extends well, it to the very last day yeah. well, and uh, does like, all of his
2: client stuff first. Well, it's like when we, we had Erwin mm-hmm. Jacobs on. You know, he wrote the textbook
0: for engineering. Because
1: once
2: you can teach this stuff, you know, then you really know it. So yeah, obviously, you have to be able to... the proof's in the pudding.
1: So, Jason, what would you tell a young accounting graduate? I know what I'd tell them. I'd say, don't go into tax. But what, right, right. what would you tell them, somebody who's 22 or if one of your daughters says, hey, Dad, I want to maybe go into accounting?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I have a different perspective now that I've been you know, outside of the public accounting world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I've, and I've had this question from a couple uh, individuals that are in the accounting field and uh, you know, I, guess I won't say mentored but talked to. Mm-hmm. And uh, one is obviously the accounting world is a technical is a technical field, sure. so you have to learn the technical. Yeah, you have to develop that technical skill Yeah, side. that's that's your base And that's going to right. That's yeah. going to develop over time. But I think the most important is if you, if you truly want to grow your career, is to branch out into the into the environment, into the market that you're in, and start uh, and start going and start developing your networking skills. Um, that will develop assist in your communication skills. It will assist in your knowledge base. And it will develop relationships that will help you grow over time.
2: And I think you have to want to or love to solve problems, right? Um, right. That's important. Matter of fact, they say you shouldn't even ask your child, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You should say, what kind of problems do you want to solve? That's and, right, yeah. And, so
0: and typically, uh, a new engagement that we that will work with, uh, there, there's typically a cleanup process involved. And that is, you know, unwinding the, the ball of, of, of yarn um, and you know, making sure that we can move forward. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and then you get to the point where you're not solving problems, you're actually helping people to avoid having the problem to begin with. Right, wow. right. Yeah. And so that, the first that's step true is,
0: value. Let's break it down, let's unwind yeah. it, and let's build it back up and then let's build a, a process to solve these. And issues.
1: that's a good place to
2: pause it right now. Jason, there.
1: really appreciate it yeah. as always. Yeah, yeah th- th-
0: appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thank you,
2: Jason Kruger, good time. Signature analytics, signature analytics dot And uh good seeing you, Richard. Thank you to Justin Hart, our sound engineer, for making a sound great. Thanks to Craig Blank, our account executive, and to our programming genius here at KFMB, Dave Sniff. We'll see you next time on It's Your One In Your Life, iWMoney.com. All these podcasts are commercial-free. Bye-bye now.